Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Steelhead Alley Outfitters Fishing Report with Patrick Robinson. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing well, Marvin. Great to be back with you again tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so how was the duck hunting? The duck hunting was uh, was good. You know, it was uh, it was another adventure uh, under the belt. This time it was a, a DIY, uh, you know, trip uh, exploring a region that I'd never been in before. Uh, so we had some lofty goals, but we, we knew uh, out of the gate that some of those goals might not be achieved. And uh, unfortunately, that is what happened. I mean, we, we definitely killed uh, some new species, which was probably the, the smallest goal. But the trophy uh, birds that we were looking for uh, eluded us this time. But the good thing is, is we got the read on them and uh, we know exactly what to do the next time around. And so if we decide to make another trip out, which is highly likely, uh, I think we're going to knock it out of the park next time around so it was, it was a good time well good and you know i looked at your weather and make no mistake about it it's winter time on steelhead alley it has arrived my friend <laughs> in fact uh yesterday uh we had the first uh we want to call it winter cancellation due to ice so uh we definitely dropped down uh you know into the uh the ice box uh, within the last week, you know, nighttime temps down in the teens, uh, daytime temperatures not not getting above freezing, and so it looks like for the uh, at least the short term, looks like we're going to be iced out and uh, and looking for those uh, weather windows. So I know next week there are a couple of days we're supposed to jump up above freezing. One day they're forecasting low forties and uh, and some rain. So that's those are kind of the the days that we look for were like, you know, if we can get that warm up and have rain as opposed to snow and get enough rain, you know, it'll blow all that ice out and you may have a good window, a really good window of fishing for a couple of days, you know, before temperatures crash back out and things slow down enough to be able to, to, uh, ice things back up again. But yeah, as of right now, we are definitely, uh, in the ice box on Steelhead Alley and, uh, sitting in front of the Norvice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there, uh, there's certainly worse ways to spend your time. And so if things unlock and it warms up and you get a little bit of, uh, rain and then ice moves out, is that going to leave the fish predominantly in their wintering holes or does that little bit of water let some folks come in from the lake too? Uh, well, yes, yes to both of those. Okay. So, uh, it, it, it can get some fish moving, uh, in the river system. Uh, you know, you, you could actually have some fish, uh, that came in um in the fall there were fall spawning fish actually moving out of the system uh and this time of year you know a lot of people a lot of people get so focused on on uh you know mid-march and april thinking that that's the 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 peak of steelhead season that's not necessarily the the peak of steelhead season that's the peak of angler season um you know a lot of fish are, are are here and gone uh, in our rivers, uh, because people totally neglect the earlier part of the season. So if in February, um, you know, late, late January, sometimes, but in February we get those warm ups, and you get a big push of water, those fish are definitely waiting to come in. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone to some of these rivers and you, uh, you look at gravel bars, uh, on the inside corners, uh, inside of the bends and you, you find red. Uh, you know, way up on dry ground, you know, where those fish came in and they spawned and everything on high water and we're back out in the lake and you never, you never even knew they were there. So, um, so yeah, when we do get those, those bumps of water, 
uh, with some of those uh, mid-winter warm-ups, you're definitely going to have some some fresh uh, little manatee strain fish coming in. Um, and so be on the lookout for them because they will definitely be there and they will be, they'll be fresh fish. They'll be definitely, uh, the ones that you want to go after. And, um, so yeah, just keep a, keep an eye on, on transition spots when the water is, is on the drop, you know, as the waters regulate and, and kind of settle in, uh, fish will kind of, you know, find, uh, find holes and resting areas and that kind of thing. But when the water's, when the water is rising and the water's dropping pretty hard, fish are transitioning oftentimes. So, uh, don't be uh, afraid, even in the winter water, to uh, to pick some of those spots in case you have fish pushing through the system. Yeah, got it. And, you know, to kind of help people take advantage of this uh, kind of secret winter season, you guys are still running a special, right? We are. Yeah, we, uh, you know, last year was the first year I had seen in, in, uh, in 12 years of doing this where we never froze up. And, uh, and so this year we decided to try and help uh, kind of, shine some light on uh, the fishability of of the alley um due to mild temperatures by by running the sail and just trying to help people get out because most people just assume you know you hit you hit january and february everything's iced up and they just pretty much get it out of their head uh so this year we decided we were going to run the biggest sale that we've ever ran uh during the winter season and so we uh we're currently still in the deepest part of that sale so the month of january and the first half of february uh, we're running a, what we call the year year end blowout sale. It's a hundred dollars off uh, any full day guided trip, whether that's a float trip uh, or a walk and wade trip. And then the latter half of February, uh, that reduces down to fifty dollars off per day. And then uh, March one, we're back to full prices again. But just trying to give some guys incentive to get out there during the winter and experience uh, what the winter fishery can look like because it really can be. Uh, an amazing time. I've got uh, uh, a good friend and, and, and past client uh, that fished with me many, many, many times over the years. And he still talks about uh, one of our late, late season trips that we did together. We never saw another single soul on the, on the river that day. There was eight inches of fresh snow. We caught all kinds of fish. And he still talks about that being his absolute favorite day. Scenery was amazing. No, no battling of crowds. The fish were plentiful. And so there's just a lot of people that don't understand how cool the winter steelhead game can actually be if you're willing to get out there and go for it. So we're trying to get people incentive to do it. Yeah, very neat. And we've got a question too uh, from another Patrick. Patrick, um, cool. who's uh, you know traveling to fish uh, fish for steelhead, um, and I think he's going to do it yourself type of a thing. And really was looking for tips on you know you go somewhere new, and obviously you know a lot of times when that happens you're fishing when you can, not necessarily when the fishing is the best. And, you know, what are you looking at in terms of maybe flows and temperatures and, you know, other things to maximize that trip? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I guess, first of all, you know, if I, if I, if I kind of approach it from the standpoint of how I approach things and I'm definitely a planner, um, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is make sure that there's the time frame that I'm going to go, uh, line up with what the actual season is, you know, just don't go in blind. Uh, make sure that you know kind of what the what the the peak seasons are, uh, so that you're within that time frame. Uh, there's nothing worse than showing up in the location and and hearing, oh yeah, that that run was over two weeks ago, you know. Um, so make sure that you're within the confines of of the regular season. And then the next most important thing is definitely understanding uh, what what fishable flows are. And uh, you know, when I started doing this, you know, 15 plus years ago. 
um, you know, there weren't stream gauges on everything. A lot of these rivers had zero stream gauges and you literally had to know somebody in the area or you just had to take the time and, and, and drive the distance to get to the river to actually put eyes on it to see what it looked like. Um, so uh, nowadays, you know, you can just jump online or jump on your phone and go, oh, yeah, man, tomorrow it's going to be fishing awesome and uh, jump in the car. And so know what the know what the uh, the acceptable flows are uh, for streams and uh, and on certain streams, pay attention uh, because some of the streams actually have um, uh, turbidity gauges, which, uh, you know, gauges uh, the uh, sediment in the water, which unfortunately you, you never want streams to have a turbidity gauge. But uh, uh, the ones that do uh, have it for a reason, and that's because they carry a, a decent amount of sediment in their flows, uh, which will tell you how muddy the water is or how muddy it's not. So uh, pay attention to that. And then, uh, you know, when you're uh, when you're on location, I guess just pay attention to your surroundings, man. You know, um, check out the parking lots. Uh, there's a lot of stuff online that you can find uh, as far as public access and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, uh, there's probably a few other tips that I can give, but I think that's a, that's a pretty good start. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the one thing I would think to maybe add is when you're looking at that stream gauge information, you know, it's really hard if you've never fished somewhere before, but you can always look because I know the USGS gauges will show you basically like the average on that date over quite a period of time. So you'll get a feel for is that more water than it's usually in or is that less water? And it'll kind of help you, you know, yep. kind of come up the learning curve a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can send them to us on our Instagram or our Facebook page. If we read your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag, and you're going to get into a drawing for something cool at the end of the steelhead season. And, you know, before I ask you to let folks uh, know where to find you, I do want to give a shout out to our friends at Norvice who's sponsored this fishing report and let everybody know, particularly if we've got icy uh, conditions on Steelhead Alley and you may not be able to get out and fish, that every Sunday night on the Norvice Facebook page, they have a great live tying event. And sometimes it's Tim O'Neill, one of the owners of Norvice. Uh, and other times it's uh, ambassadors and uh, people on their pro staff. And you guys owe it to yourself to check it out. It's on Sunday evenings, usually runs about 90 minutes and they tie patterns and answer questions. So head on over and I'll drop a link to that in the show notes too. And you know, Patrick, why don't you let folks know where they can find you and uh, maybe get one of your blowout deals and get on the water with you or one of your guides. Yeah, absolutely. They can find us uh, on the uh, web at www.steelheadalleyoutfitters.com. Uh, and they can reach me via email at team, T as in Tom, E as in Edward, A-M at steelheadalleyoutfitters.com. Or they can reach us by phone at 888-453-5899. Well, awesome. Well, listen, folks, if we get that little warm-up and rain, you owe it to yourself to get out and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody tight lines, Patrick. Thanks, Marvin. Have a good night.